Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, Geekscapists. Welcome back for episode 225 of Geekscape. If this is your first Geekscape, welcome to your new favorite podcast where we're going to talk about movies, video games, comic books, and TV. Every week we like to give the latest news and reviews. I'm Jonathan Lennon over here on your left. If you're watching, yeah, uh, thanks. Uh, that's Matt Kelly over there. Uh, Matt, say hi, everybody. Hey. Okay, uh, Brian Gilmore's over here off camera. Brian, why are you here? I have nowhere else to be. That's right. Um, but this is a nice place to be. That's what Geekscape is for. It's a little place to hang out and talk amongst friends. And uh, every week we like to have a friend here on the couch to talk movies, video games, and comics. This person is no stranger. He was on the very first Geekscape. Mr. Ian Kerner. Uh, I think I described you in our J- Justice League review as a comic book supercomputer, which uh, which I think works a bit. Maybe maybe, maybe it, it, it doesn't do any any justice to your uh, glowing personality. Maybe. But but um, maybe. as far as I, I, I'm perhaps more humble than, than you are for me. Yeah, I, I think I think as far as no- yeah, I think as far as extensive knowledge of comic books go, you're 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 our specialist. And we're going to get to the review of Justice League number one uh, soon enough. But how are you doing? What have you been up to? I'm good. Uh, but besides, you know, railing about the DC new new universe. Yeah, going into it, you were the person I was worried about the most. I was worried about how is Ian going to do this whole DC reboot. Like, I always think maybe you just walk away from comics. I was never going to walk away from comics, but I said something to a friend of mine the other day, and he was shocked by this. I said, you know, if they and and we'll talk about the the merits of this in both directions. Because one of the big problems with this, and they don't want to call it a reboot, whatever, it's more or less the exact same thing they did after the crisis in Infinite Earth back, you know, mm-hmm. 85, 80, 86. 86. And, um, you know, I actually had walked away from comics around that time. You just uh, see Ian walking down the street by himself. You know, that at, guy at, and, yeah. and a big part of it was DC was what just kind of, DC was a mess and it just everything was like. No, I mean, what, what happened to get you back in the comics? The sports didn't stick or what? Um, look, you know, I, 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 I've, I've always loved comics. I, I enjoy them. I, I had been out of it for a while. And, and actually, it, was, it wasn't the death of Superman, but the death of Superman got me, like, wondering what's going on. Uh-huh. And I had, you know, I mean, I was always a very big Marvel person right. as well. And I walked into a store, and I saw uh, Uncanny X-Men 201 up on the wall. And the guy was like, oh, it's an important issue. I said, what? I said, I said yeah, it's a cycle of kids. I was like, right, Nathan, so... Mm-hmm. And I was familiar with what was going on in New Mutants at the time. And they said, yeah, well, you know, everyone thinks that Nathan is Cable. And I went, what? I went, and that was it. Right. Because I was a huge, I mean, for me, the Marvel stuff's always pulled me more. I was a huge X-Men fan. And 
I start just started buying up, you know, my you know finishing my X Men run. I mean, I have just about every X Men comic and, ever. And you had texted me a couple of weeks ago. Have you read Uncanny X Men? Oh yeah, holy shit! And and I hadn't at that point. And I'd kind of forgotten that you'd texted me to get me excited about it. And when I finally got to the Fear Itself issue of Uncanny X-Men... The Unstoppable uh, Colossus. It's It's got Colossus and his sister, and they and Kitty Pride go down to talk to uh, Sidorak, who's the, the demon in charge of the, the gem of Sidorak that controls the fucking Juggernaut. And the Juggernaut's just charging towards San Francisco. He's possessed by whatever the Fear Itself deity is. Right. And they're trying to figure out how to stop him. And so, Ileana and Colossus have this idea, like, let's just convince Sidorak that he's no longer loyal right. to him, and he'll take away his, his right. juggernaut. And, and, and I love the presentation. Ileana's like, look what he's doing. He's like, yeah, he's finally doing what I want him to do. He's just destroying everything, and everyone's feeling... Yeah, Sidorak's like, I'm like, cool with the yeah, destruction. Yeah. And it's like, well, wait, but, but look at the runes on him. They're like, he's not doing it in your name. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, that's not all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, that's pretty awesome. And, and there needs to be a new... Uh, like a like a new harbinger of Sidorak or a right. new avatar, a new of juggernaut, and, yeah, new juggernaut, and fucking Colossus steps forward and takes it. So now Colossus is the new juggernaut, which is insane. And supposedly, what they're saying is that this isn't going to end it for right. itself. Like this is something well, that's going to have long lasting. You've seen, you know, what, what you know what's going on with the X Men book. What's coming with Schism? Uh, yeah, but I, I, I read all three issues of Schism. Okay, um, and we also have. Um, yeah, and I've been reading the straight X-Men book, too. And, I, and that's kind of a fun yeah, step yeah. outside as well. Um, the X-Men books are fucking awesome right now. I love them. And definitely recommended for people love who are like, yeah, I'm scared to get into X-Men. Definitely I mean, get into X-Force. X-Force. Holy shit. X-Force is awesome. Yeah. Archangel has basically become Apocalypse. Right. And, and first of all, I mean, I happen to think maybe you don't like Deadpool. Deadpool in X-Force is fucking great. Like, like, I would be Yeah, fine. I don't like Deadpool. Yeah. I love him in this Right, book. right, right. Like, you can get rid of... I mean, I get all the Deadpool books. But get rid of all the other Deadpool books. Just put them in there. Fucking great. How's Dave Laugham's Deadpool Max? It's cool. It's, okay. it's fucked up. Okay. You know, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's... It's Deadpool, but not Deadpool. It's... The, I mean, the, the hero great. of the book, for me, for... for for X-Force is Phantom X. Well, they've kind of made him... Phantom X. Yeah. Phantom X is yeah. fucking awesome. Well, I mean, realize, it, that's the only book you see him in. So mm-hmm. they kind of give him a little bit m- right. more to do in that book. Uh, that's definitely recommended. And we're going to get to the new re- reboot of Justice League number one. But first, got to talk about it. probably the biggest event in geekdom this week. Um, the release of Shark Knight 3D. <laughs> um, Shark Knight 3D. Literally, guys... Strangely, I didn't go. <sighs> Ian... I mean, I don't know. But Ian, Ian, you go on Fridays. Like, do you still do that where you go to see a movie on Fridays, even though you're at work? And so, no, 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 no. You can't um, do that anymore. That, they put well, the fucking. Like, no, it's not down. that. Um, I did that when I a few times when I first started at a gig when I didn't have anything going on. But right. once I got busy, I, I have a friend who's a client who'd be like, "Oh, let's go, let's go." I was like, "I don't have time. I can't. Right. I'm too busy." Um, but for a while, I'd go with a client who really wanted to go in the morning, and you know, I. Maybe also, but no, and it's work. It. And so you can, you can write it off. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Write no, it off. oh, I could, but and I'm we just too busy. Gilmore, we wanted you to come, but it's during a work day. Yeah, we can't yeah. do that. Frank yeah. Angonis. Uh, uh, what? Yeah. What I classically had always done is I was always big on going to midnight of Thursday. Yeah. Because I'm not going to anyway. That just destroys my Fridays. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, I saw you at one of those. I I used to always go. The first and I still I think it was. Did I see you at that? Yep. You know. Wait, he, he went to that. Yeah, well, I, 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 yeah. I was with a woman. No, and, and, oh, and, 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 and here's why I was there. I had no idea. I actually at the Comic Con before the year. The wait a second. Wait a second. Women. This is gonna make you laugh. The Thirteen year olds. The Comic Con before the Twilight movie came out. I didn't know what Twilight was, 
And everyone's talking Twilight this, Twilight that. Come on, yeah. what is Twilight? We interviewed Kristen Stewart uh, and Robert Pattinson. Wait, wait, wait. So then, yep. I was yeah. actually, I was actually supposed it's to have, really I was actually supposed to have surgery on my nose. Remember I had that sinus surgery? Yeah, I remember. And it was set for Friday, and it got put off. And a couple of friends of mine were going to Twilight, and I figured, oh, it's a vampire movie. Minute, fine, why not? I was not supposed to be at work anyway. Fuck it, I'll go. And I'm sitting there at the arc light. Not knowing what this thing is, and with all the little girls screaming, it, it was it beyond was. packed. It was really packed. And, I, and I'm saying, like, this is one of the worst experiences of my fucking life. <laughs> and your nose is it, broken. The, the, the movie is hard. This is, no, my nose I, wasn't I broken. Seen, I haven't this seen them. This is with a sinus surgery. Oh, right, right, right. Um, I, I haven't seen them, but, oh, uh, but Laurel watched them like all the They're yeah. so not good. And then, I'm going to admit, I've seen, I saw the second and third on cable. Yeah, that's and, where Laurel and, was. And everyone said the third one, yeah, yeah the first one would be, but the third one is, oh, it's really good, it's a really good movie. No, it's not. I've never heard anyone say that. No. It's, <laughs> I don't the know thing what is, you're running in. And, and again, <laughs> somehow I convinced myself, well, vampires and werewolves and they're going to fight. How bad can that be? It fucking sucks. The werewolves, <laughs> the werewolves are just giant puppies. It sucks. That it's so bad. bad. I, mean, I mean, wait a second. The second movie, literally, and literally, because she's narrating, she literally whines the entire movie. I mean, I don't mean like like. Wait, uh, wait and they're not married yet. No, no. Okay. And this but, is but, but 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 the movie is she whines, bitches and whines and moans the entire movie. You, you want to kill yourself? Yeah. yeah, just fucking kill her. Yeah, but the. I'm just saying. I want the fifth movie. Like I wait because the fifth movie is the only part that has that interesting part where she gets pregnant. And but it makes baby, no fucking sense. A baby kicks out of her, and Edward has to eat it out of her. He has to like. I oh. wanted that movie to be made by like fucking like I don't know David Cronenberg. You know <laughs> Dario Cause, Argento. Because they actually they actually asked Gus Van Sant like right. for the fifth movie they asked some legitimate directors and it's like oh come on Cronenberg for that fucked up like I, I hear it's gonna be bloody and all that but I, I just. It just make no sense. I mean, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Let me give you an idea. Okay, how's this for bad? I mean, we we all know the whole thing about vampires during the day, but how's this? For some reason, they've turned the idea of you know with vampires, the older they get, normally they're stronger. No, in this, the brand new vampire is way stronger than anyone else, as opposed to the old. Right, right. The brand new ones are stronger. Okay, that's stupid. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Why are they stronger? I don't know, so they can survive? I, it doesn't make any fucking sense. That actually frenzied. makes more evolutionary sense. No, it Guys, shut the, fu- shut the fuck up. No, it doesn't. I mean, uh, here's, here's the thing, Gilmore. Like, as you're saying, this is stupid. It made no sense. Uh, it was really bad. I kept thinking, oh, that's a perfect segue to Back to Shark Knight 3D. <laughs> 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 which, which, which was stupid. It was bad. It made no sense. But unlike what I'm hearing from these guys, it was absolutely enjoyable. <laughs> I, I went to see this this this, this awful movie uh, with Matt Kelly, Frank Angonis, and then my wife on her day off, which I gotta tell you. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. And, I, and there was a there was a part in the movie where she leans forward and she goes, "Why am I doing this on my day off? I'm not having fun. This is stupid. This isn't fun for me." Well, you said to me, and, I, "I said, what movie are you gonna review this week?" And you said, "Chart Me Three I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna." See you're that. on your own. But I gotta yeah, tell you, I gotta t- I, and, and I, I'm gonna tell you guys the very specific way in which you watch this movie, and it'll work for you. Because let me tell you, you walk into this movie any other way, it's the biggest st- steaming pile of crap you're ever gonna see. The movie you guys get. But you it, went in the is, morning. You paid yeah, like six bucks. Is a bunch of college kids, and okay. they they end up on this island in the middle of a saltwater lake in Louisiana, and. 
there's sharks in the fucking water, and they all start getting eaten. That's simple enough, right? At that point, why don't you go home? Just go home. Now you're oh, right oh just go home? You can't go home because you're on the island, oh, yeah. and they eat the fucking boats and shit. Like, oh, they, they, okay. I mean, these sharks aren't fucking around, right? They eat the boats. The, the actual way that as, the... As you do. You know what? The, the actual way that the sharks get into the water... I'm going to just leave that for you guys, because once you guys discover that little plot point, and, it, it's and, so fucking ludicrous. And of course, they can't communicate to anyone to come save No, them. Uh, oh, guys, the cell phones aren't going to work. We don't have landlines or radios, but the cell phones aren't going to work out here. It's okay. Party time. And it's just embarrassing for everybody involved. But I, I'm hard-pressed to, to remember a time when I've had more fun in a movie theater. And you understand what I'm saying with this. It was stupid. It was it was dumb. But literally, it reminds we, me of we, when I saw Showgirls. Right. We, we were maybe, my uncle and I went. We laughed the entire movie. There it was were four a great or five time. people in the theater. Just you and like Paul Rubens. Yeah, there, there were like six or seven. No, people. it wasn't like that. There were. I, I, I missed you, Gilmore. Thanks for coming back. Uh, <laughs> um, there, there were about six or seven people in the theater. We were four of them, and about halfway through it, Laura just was like, "I'm checking. This is stupid. This is such a fucking waste of time." And I was like, oh, shit, I know I'm having fun, and like we're all making each other laugh and saying stupid shit, but you know what? I probably shouldn't have brought her to this. And there's a scene in which one of the, one of the characters, who's had their arm ripped off and is bleeding to death, uh, finds out that his girlfriend has been killed in, in like his deathbed. And he gets up out of his deathbed. He's like, no, Tina. And he gets up out of his deathbed. <laughs> this is a black character. He grabs a spear. Yeah, it's 2011. Oh, no. This character grabs a spear, and the main character's like, Dude, Malik, what are you doing? And he's like, There's a saying from where I come from. They take one of us, we take one of theirs. And he starts oh, wading God. with a spear in one hand, no arm, into the water. And they're like, How are you going to find them? This is suicide. He's like, They're going to find me. And you see like the drop of blood in the water, and a hammerhead shark comes for him, right? And he's maybe 10 feet out. Right? No, no, he's still standing. He's still standing. He's not 10 feet out. He's like, he's like waist deep. No arm and a spear. Black dude. This is the most racist shit I've seen in a movie in a long time. And this hammerhead shark comes for him. And he goes, Ugh! And he gives this half-assed chuck of a spear into this thing. And is like holding it off with his pelvis with this spear stuck in a fucking hammerhead shark. The main character goes, Malik! Jumps in the water. They're fighting this hammerhead shark with a spear trying to stab it and kill it and laura goes this is crazy <laughs> it was the funniest thing any of us said during the course of the movie because it was absolutely accurate it was it was the voice of reason that we all needed said this is crazy <laughs> and we just the, the, this is the most it. ridiculous same, thing ever same oh. scene though has either the Funniest line of dialogue or the worst written line of dialogue where the character's standing in the water, no arm again, and goes, You took my girl. It's the only part of me I can't live without. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I mean, guys, get 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 your get your funniest, drunkenest, highest, fun like stupidest friends and go see this movie literally for what Ian said, like six, eight dollars. Watch it in three D. There's gonna be an argument that the 3D wasn't necessary? No, 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 no. You gotta go all in for this thing like fucking Shark Knight 3D. Like Fright Night. Yeah, like Fright Night or like, um, like, like, uh, what was, was the Piranha? It was Piranha 3D yeah. without all the things that were good in Piranha 3D. You keep in mind, there, there's not gonna be, it, it's a PG-13 movie, so it's not gonna have any nudity, That's but there scary. is a scene of a redneck as he's... That seems kind of pointless. It, no, I, I, it should I, at least it, be it, it does, sex. It does, but it does seem pointless, but there's a great scene 
that is better than any nudity in which Catherine McPhee from, I guess, uh, American yeah. Idol, who's like trimmed down, uh, she, she's being she's harassed hot. by these two rednecks, and one of the rednecks gets his own shot, and he goes, them some fine-ass titties. <laughs> <laughs> and it is... God, I, I, was laugh, I was laughing throughout the whole movie. Whoever wrote this knew nothing about sharks Wait, or how people work. Someone, <laughs> someone wrote this? I think so. Okay. Um... <laughs> That's the recommendation this week. I wasn't going to go see Apollo 18 because I heard really lackluster stuff about it. Um, but Shark Knight 3D, you guys. That, that, that's for you. Um, I want to see the debt. You want to see the debt? Yeah. I, I don't. But um, the debt? I, I, heard, I heard the Israeli version of the movie is amazing. Yeah. But the debt is the one where it's like a flash forward, flashback to like a mission that they did around the, the end of World War II to kidnap a Nazi scientist. Nazi. I, I like movies where you kill Nazis. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're Jewish. We you gotta that. see the Nazi things. Yeah, yeah, you gotta kill that shit. Kill the Nazis. Um, so uh, let's talk Wolverine, the Wolverine movie that's been delayed. It's got a new screenwriter on it, uh, and <laughs> I guess I guess the storyline that we're reading from the Weekend Geek on Geekscape is that they're gonna add the whole Viper character. That's what to I it. hear. Yeah. Um, how does that work without having Hydra as part of Fox's? You know, what, uh, isn't Viper like a Hydra character? Yeah, Madam Hydra. So how's that gonna work? What do you think? I mean, look. What do you want from a Wolverine movie set in Japan? What do you want? Here, here's the problem. Is you know, and I've avoided reading it. Everyone says the, Chris, the Christopher McQuarrie script is fantastic, so right. we're all worried. Why fuck with something that's so brilliant? Um, you know, what do you want? Look, obviously, you want you expect the Wolverine miniseries. You know, I don't know. Are you checking out uh, G Four's airing the Japanese recent anime? I'm not. Oh, uh, but it's worth watching. They're, yeah, they're really good. Yeah. They're, they're, right now they're airing. They, they've. Is the Warren Ellis thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warren Ellis did all all the plots, and it's uh, right now they're airing Wolverine and Iron Man. I mean, you could find uh, them subtitled just in the Japanese versions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm actually liking the voices. They're getting. Uh, they have uh, Milo Ventimiglia doing uh, Wolverine's voice on uh-huh. the Iron Man show. They have Adrian Pazdar. Uh, they just had Scott Porter on as Cyclops, and there's an X Men one coming shortly, so then they'll have the same voices. And the ending of Wolverine. He's Wolverine. actually actually decent. He's Does just... Wolverine have his like jaw shot off in the? Uh, uh, surprisingly, <laughs> you know, if you didn't know it, he's actually doing a good job. Anyway, the point is, it's all, all it's all it's all in Japan. Yeah. And um, I actually watched the first few episodes of the Wolverine one, the Japanese version, because I felt like, well, you know what, Wolverine will be talking Japanese. Mm-hmm. You know. That's how fucking hardcore Ian is. You know what I mean? Well, Wolverine, that's how fucking hardcore But Wolverine would be, would be Japanese, that. you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, what you said is sound. Yeah. What you, you said know. is absolutely I mean, sound. You, you, I, I'm going for the legit experience. You know, but... Of um, a cartoon about guys who pop claws out of their hands. Right. No, I think that's great. But anyway, it, it, it's a loose adaptation. They're doing that with him, but then they brought Madripoor into it. They've expanded it a bit. Uh, but it's the whole thing with Shingen, the original Wolverine miniseries. And, and that's you know, what, Yukio. You know that's something that I'm definitely going to get as soon as it's on DVD. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's fucking cool. I, I gotta see that. Um, what do you think about the Superman costume that's been revealed for the Man of Steel from Zack Snyder? I know like, there's rage. I can feel the rage. No, <laughs> like, uh, you know what? What I do you look, think of this? It looks I... like it was sponsored by New Balance. <laughs> <laughs> just, just because of like the random silver look, fucking... Look, 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 look. Spider-Man know, wants his I, I, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say <laughs> it, it, it's the same thing as this five-man conversation. Here's the thing. Um, I, I think you and I actually differ on this and it's gonna surprise you. I'm... For the sake of these recent movies, I'm not as much of a purist because the idea is that they're just really pushing this, this is today. Mm-hmm. And today, what's someone going to do? Could you even find spandex, like a typical like spandex from the 80s? You know what I mean? Don't answer that, Gilmore. 
I mean, yeah, but Gilmer might know, but I mean, unless you're a chick or maybe you're a ballet dancer, I mean, it's right, who, it's who, right where I left it, tied up around yeah. her wrists. You know, who, who, who wears Just that? Take it off the first girl, you know? so you put it on the next. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, in this day and age, you know, you do go with more of that kind of thing. <laughs> no, I, I agree, and it does look a little bit more spacey. It does look like something yeah. that would come off of a spaceship. Um, in Galaxy the, the Quest. Lack, in Galaxy Quest, the lack of fuck the, you, I like Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Galaxy I love Quest. Galaxy Quest. Slow moving fan. Um. The red trunks, you don't think people are going to be missing that? Because that, that was the experience you had as a kid, running around the red trunks. It, it is, but you know what? I mean, and obviously DC's doing the same thing with comics. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is not a horrible segue into, into the, the DC comic book conversation. Mm. But, you know, um, in these few months since the announcement of the DC stuff, and we've seen the images, you know, and I, I've given it a lot of thought. I mean, the truth is, as kids... Batman had the trunks too, and they phased the trunks out of Batman years right. ago. Right, they had the gray, the gray leggings and the gray yeah. torso. And yeah, the and you know, w w I mean, when Batman first had, well, had the an issue went with an all black costume, it was like it just made more sense to me. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, I'm. Yeah, no, all good points, and, and I mean, and it, it's not, yeah, yeah, I mean, look at this, Ian Kerner, guys, he said all you straight. Well, look at this. right, know, right now, uh, Stephen Prescott's going, no, no, I mean, damn you, Kerner. I mean, why do you wear underwear on the outside? Well, you I know, mean, why yeah. was Robin back in those days running around only in underwear? I mean, Robin today would be more like like, <laughs> like the hip hop crowd, so it's not that he would be wearing underwear on the outside. West Hollywood crowd. He, he would just be he would just be well, like wearing no. his pants down he, around his he, knees he, so that you'd see the underwear. Here's he the he can't get kicked off airplanes like Here's the thing, and some of you may remember this, but you know, the initial big and at the time was controversial Don't and, and, and didn't and didn't excuse me <laughs> and and didn't didn't actually they didn't keep it, but. Daredevil had been in spandex, and then in the 90s, they changed his costume. Those look like boxing and, trucks. Excuse me. And they went to the this, you know, light Kevlar armor type costume, and people didn't like it. They didn't keep it very long. But shortly after that, in the Batman books, they started doing that. It was just really, really started talking about a lot when the when the Tim Drake Robin came around, and it was like, they were acknowledging that it was more armor. And it could come off of the 1989 movie. At the time, it was sacrilege that, you know, that he wasn't wearing uh, spandex, you know, in the, the Tim Burton movie. Oh, what is this? This is rubber, you know. But but now, because you know, I mean, in the seventies, eighties, back then, you didn't have the lightweight body armors that you know that soldiers and everyone wears now. So you know, of course, in this day and age, someone who doesn't have powers is going to be wearing something like that. And the Batman books just organically incorporated as time went by. But it and, incorporated it into the design that was there with, with barely any changes. The Daredevil, the Dare, 90s Daredevil design no, it, was just it, it, it was radically different. But, you know, you say barely any changes, but if, if you look at it, I mean, it actually, mm -hmm. it was gradual at the time, mm -hmm. but now it is night and day. Yeah, if you look at it with a 20-year yeah, span. Yeah, it's night and day. There are huge changes. Mm -hmm. uh, but you got to admit, though, that Daredevil costume from the 90s. Oh, I, 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 I'm not awful. saying I liked it at all. I'm just saying right. that they really called out that he was wearing that kind of thing, right. and and it was. Um, before we segue into Justice League number one, talking about changes, Star Wars Blu-ray. Oh right, these Fuck changes. Fuck it, I'm uh, making I'm, the Ewoks blink, uh, and no. then there's no. No, 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 and that, that right there. You know what? What you got, Ian? You you fucking look. There are people that look at that. Obviously, a lot of people hate the the prequel movies, right? Um, I don't hate them. Yeah, I don't. I know it's surprising. They're just not very good movies. There's things about them I don't like. No, but, but I just what? said go see Shark Night 3. No, but, but, but story-wise, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you didn't read the novelizations. 
of those movies, I yeah. did not. Okay. I, you I know what's surprising? Like, uh, I didn't actually read the first one, but I read the second and third, and they read much better than they play, which just goes to show that his direction's really bad. Mm-hmm. Um... Because they're, you know, and I read the Expanded Universe, I read the comics. Um, At what point did you stop reading that stuff? Did I stop reading... Expanded Universe stuff. I still read, I read the comics. Um, I'm really behind on the books. But you still read the books. Uh, I read the books for a long time, and I have a bunch. I haven't been buying them lately. I need, Literally, I, Ian, I, the I second I saw episode one, I stopped all that stuff. Like, I, I read all that shit. I'm telling you, the, the, the comics yeah, are great. Yeah. Most people I know, I know. They're yeah, really know. great. Yeah, no, I, I read... Everything, Ian, until that first episode one, and I said, that's it. Like, it's, it's well, not for me anymore. You know what I mean? And I well, think that's that, the way that, to say no, it. No, no, that's just it. In the, in the, 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 the books and the comics are for you. That's just mm. it. Everything you don't it hurts like... Too, it hurts too much. No, everything you don't like in those movies is not anywhere present mm-hmm. in the expanding of this stuff. Are there a million Jedis? When? Then it's not for me, because it doesn't Jedi. make sense. Are there, like, a ton of Jedis running around? Only in the past. Like, well, and then in the, the future like, somewhat, somewhat, but... What about these blue? What, what's the that? best tweet was from actually Geekscapist Jarrett Gossett. Like one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite tweets about this once this news came out was from Jarrett Gossett, who previously coded the Geekscape website, uh, who said, and his it, it was in quotes, and it was, I really wish someone would go back and put in uh, eyelids so the Ewoks could blink. And then the attribution was to nobody. Yeah, <laughs> nobody like, says no that. No one is thinking this. Why do you think you need what to What do you think about these changes? changes? Oh, wait, wait, back up. So, well, so that, any, anyway, anyway, where I was going with this is, you know, the, the third movie, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, the, of yeah. the prequels, you know, I mean, look, we've already gotten up fine, Anakin's whiny, all this, that. You figure he's going to become this badass Darth Vader. I think we all, we laugh and groan when he yells no at the end do of the third want. movie. You know, it's like, oh, come on, you know. And I was really thinking about this this week. And I said, you know, you don't want to see him as Darth Vader doing that. But still sort of, in my mind, at this before this week, I was saying to myself, you know, at least he's still, it's the transition. Yeah, he's he's the whiny bitch Anakin, and now he's in, in that, and he yells. But then, you know, he becomes the stoic Darth Vader. And Lucas just fucking took that away from me. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he you know? the whiny bitch again. Lucas yeah. basically went... No. And, and, and does everyone understand what we're actually talking about? Yeah, at when, the he throws, end, when he throws the Emperor off. Yeah, off yeah. The They're watching this. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're watching it's, Geekscape. You've seen Return of the Jedi, right? No, but but what's we, a blinking you what? I don't think we were really clear that. But the scene when, where when yeah, with the scene where yeah, he, but that, he that, that, anyway, it, it, this I'm was saying, added have, in for the Blu-ray. Yeah, in the Blu-ray, they're gonna have him yell no and then grab the Emperor and throw him down the shaft. Right. Which is just one of the most reviled. Reactions to almost anything in pop culture. I I hate to tell you, he's just poking people with sticks at this point. Yeah, he's just being like, "Look at these nerds." And a great, yeah, I'm still not over Greedo shooting first. Yeah, Greedo shooting first. Because for me, that defined the Han Solo character. That made Han Solo my hero. Yeah, drug drug dealers, drug smugglers would shoot you first. You know that, right? You guys should know that. But no, the, the, the point thing. was he knew he was threatening him. He was going to kill him. Han knew he was going to kill him. He didn't wait for right. him. Right. He's a fucking... You know, it's yeah. like, I'm not going to wait for you to shoot me. I'm going to fucking shoot you. So you're, you will not be buying these Blu-rays? I'm not buying them. Okay. A lot of people actually, uh, there was... A I didn't quite... buy DVDs. I didn't buy anything. I got those not, VHSs. Yeah. That's, those are mine. I'm not, I'm not buying there them. was quite a lot of... I, for a ranker, I actually rounded up the best internet reactions to, to this. Um, the best internet reactions to this... And there was actually a guy, uh, and a lot of people, but this one guy who canceled his Amazon order along with a lot of other people. Yeah. 
And his reasoning, when Amazon says, why are you, you know, for their feedback, he said, because George Lucas can go suck a dick. Like, it was, <laughs> it was, like, basically this guy saying, yeah, no, everything has changed, and I'm not right. for there's, this. There's no reason for me to buy him. I don't want to watch that. At all. Why uh, would you? Yeah. But the, the fact is, uh, another good thing I heard was that George Lucas is... Uh, George Lucas hates Star Wars fans, and he happens to find himself in the perfect position to hurt them. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, if you guys haven't gotten the message, like, he, he just keeps... He doesn't give a fuck! He just keeps sending but, but, it. That's actually the but, point but, to bring out of this. But, 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 but back up a second. I hope he, he changes doesn't, his mind. He doesn't but, care. George Bush does not care about black people. George Lucas does not care about geek people. But, but what astounds me is, are you watching Clone Wars? Fuck no, I told you. Oh, right, right. Episode one, I watched Listen to me, listen to me. Clone Wars is fucking great. Yeah. No, it's great. It started off can good. You, you that, that's, great. Like, that's like listening to an ex-girlfriend's band that cheated on you that happens to be really talented. Excuse me, excuse me. You're just talking now. He asked yeah, you a question. Yeah, he is just talking. You are just talking. He asked you a question. It's fucking great, right? I, I haven't watched it either. Why is he here? Yeah, why? What is he adding to this? Why is he here? I, I hear a lot of noise. That's Get that it. fucking shit out of the fucking camera. Who's this fucking guy? <laughs> Who the fuck who, is who this guy over here? The There's a lot of noise. Um, uh, Ian, uh, you don't like Gilmore. I don't like Gilmore. Uh, you know who doesn't like Gilmore? The individuals from the show Psych. On uh, You know that show Psych? Uh, Psych is funny. I like Psych. Yeah, well, uh, Gilmore, a couple years ago, tried to do an interview with them. And who uh, who's the dude who just walked off? We tried to do an interview with Dulé Hill and James he, he literally He literally checked his phone. The two main guys from Psych. Yeah, I'm aware. And... Uh, and Dulé Hill. Who are was, really cool, laid-back guys, and awesome. you found a way to piss them off. And they were being okay. Midway through the interview, Dulé Hill checks his phone and just walks right what did What did Gilmore do? And Gilmore is just sitting there going, What, uh, what did he do to piss him off? He tries not to ask, uh, I don't know, he's just Gilmore. I play so, it off, so, so, and so, I keep trying to interview James Rode. So, so Gilmore, I'm about to play this new interview where you made amends. We what, did. What happened here? Uh, so James Rode. Well, I mean, we're going to show it. Yeah. I'm Why missing. How did you piss him off? And, and the, he, I didn't. He just got a phone call and he walked off during an interview. The, the best part of the interview was Gilmore just sitting there being like, I don't know what to do in this situation. What the fuck? Okay, fine. So Gilmore, look, I'm going to prep this interview. It's you interviewing who from Psych. It's it's, it's Dooley uh, Hill. We got James Rode, we got Dooley Hill, and we got the guy who plays Lassiter, who is apparently a huge cult hit. Like, okay. people who like Psych, there were people camping out the night before. Uh, just to see this guy, and they know him from Twitter, and this comes up in the interview, and, like, the, this guy knows all these crazy fangirls' Twitter handles. They drew a picture of him for his birthday. It's crazy. Okay, well, we don't know whether or not somebody walked out on Gilmore in this interview, but we're going to let you watch it and find out for yourself. We'll be right back. Uh, hey, guys, I'm here with Tim, who plays Lassiter on Psych, and you actually have quite the cult following. Um, I, you, you, yeah, uh, last you really. What do you think it is about your character that garners uh, so much more fan attention than almost any other character on the show? Uh, well, thank you. That's very flattering. And thank you if it's at all true. I think he's lying just to make me feel good. But if it is true, Lasseter's just a kook. I mean, he. The great thing about this show is one episode is weird action comedy and then it's stupid silly comedy and then there's a little romantic comedy you never really know what you're going to get episode like we're always giving you ice cream you know you're going to get ice cream sometimes it's going to be chocolate sometimes it's going to be pistachio sometimes it's going to be butter brickle you may not really care for butter brickle but you might go oh 
maybe I'll have another little taste of it. Maybe I'll see with the butter brickle for a little bit. And then in the end you go, I don't really care for the butter brickle, but I'm glad I experienced it. Yeah, either, um, way, either way, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That is true. You, But you are going to get the core psych. You're always going to get that core psych. It's just you're not quite sure how it's going to be delivered. And that's what keeps it interesting for us. Um, and that's what I think keeps it interesting for the fans. And Lasseter is just a really complex, messed up kook of a human being. Awesome. So um, I don't know uh, uh, if you know this, but last night we actually saw some people camping out for the psych panel. Um, and one of them drew you oh, a birthday Georgia. present. Oh my god, that's Texas Chick. Now, yes, it is Texas Chick. You even know her Twitter handle. And she just wanted me to tell you, because Geekscape's all about bringing the fans to the stars, that that is your birthday present. And she, she, wants, to give, she wants to give it to you at some point in person and to just hit her up on Twitter. <laughs> Isn't that great? I looks just like you. Anywho, um, you're, uh, I didn't know that. It's a big fan. Um, but uh, so your character witnessed something pretty important recently. Yeah. Uh, and it was the, the, the culmination of a will they, won't they that finally came to fruition. And you just had a shocked look on your face. How do you think Lasseter is going to take that? How do you think it's going to change the relationship between him and his partner? That is an excellent question. Yes, Lasseter witnesses a little smoochy smooch. And... I'll tell you how it how it went down because we already shot the episode. Uh, Lasseter's heart breaks a little, not in a romantic sense, but he feels so betrayed that his partner didn't tell him about this because he thought she was better than that. I don't even think it's necessarily that. There is an element of that. Ultimately, he wants her to be happy, and he understands that. But O'Hara is the most important relationship in his life he you know she's one of the few friends he has and he just he feels a little betrayed that that she didn't tell him that she had a boyfriend was despite the fact that it was Sean and then that's a whole other kettle of worms which you'll just have to uh, tune in and see a long time no see um, so uh, we are here with Dulé Hill play, he plays Gus on psych now a few years ago we have a, a mo one of the most memorable moments of our show is we interviewed you about two years ago and you got a, a phone call and you walked off like in the middle of the interview oh really yeah just in the middle of it out of nowhere I think James was uh, was uh, James Roday, who plays Sean on the show, uh, was answering a question of some kind, and you, you you kept checking your pocket. and It's like, okay, there's something going on. Y you looked at it, and you looked very serious, and you just walked off. I wonder what that was about. Now we were thinking of doing a bit where we where where we ask you a question, and I walk off on you or something. Sure. That's kind of a dick move. So, so I mean, because we don't do that. But I wanted <laughs> what. What? So we've always wanted to come back and talk to you and say, what was the phone call? Uh, if I look that serious, it's probably something very personal. You know okay. I mean? yeah, so okay. Probably, if I could remember it, I probably still wouldn't reveal it anyway. You know what okay. I mean? And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. We just wanted to know, what, what is this? It probably was family or like related, probably. Okay, cool. Well, like, we... You know, like my mom calls, my dad calls, you know, someone I know close in that, my wife, someone in that dynamic, I'm going to pretty much take the call and see what's what. So this is why then, Geekscape, is we finally have the explanation, Dulé Hill is a family man. Yeah, is and that this is, is why this happened. But it doesn't change the fact that it was a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, it is what it is. Hey. It was. You know. 
Uh, oh, we love you. We love you. Um, so your character, uh, Gus, uh, uh, Sean just had a huge, huge change in, uh, in his character in that he's actually finally going to be dating Jewel. So what does that mean for your character? And do you think that, I mean, when are you going to find your jewels? I think that for Gus it means that he's starting to become the odd man out. I mean, as, which is what you would expect to happen as people get older and start getting into relationships and all that stuff. And for, my, and for Gus, he's going to start making some more attempts to, you know, I guess, add his piece to the puzzle. He's gonna, this year he's making attempts at finding someone for himself, to get some more action for himself. He won't always succeed, though. So you know spend I mean? a little more time on see, Gus. See, now, now, what would you call what would you call the dick move now? <laughs> um, so, no, you you could, you could get in here. So, do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, okay, cool. So they're stealing him. Actually, two years ago, I walked off. Then I got a phone call or something. Oh yeah. Wow. He did Geekscape like that again. Wow. Um, hi guys, I'm here with uh, James Roddy, plays uh, Sean on uh, Gu Sean on Gus, Sean on Psych, Sean on Gus would be the porn parody, I guess. Um, so I want to uh, know, your character just finally, finally had a great explosive moment of a will they, won't they, it's been going on for years. Um, how do you think that's going to change uh, Sean as a character, and do you think, you know, is he going to get a little more grounded, or is he going to have to dodge around a lot more obstacles now? What's going to happen? I think he nailed it. I think it's a little bit of both. I think he'll have to get a little more grounded so that we can believe that Juliet would stay with him. But I think he'll be dodging as much of the rest of it as, as he can as he goes along. We're dealing with a guy that doesn't really want to grow up, so he's going to cut as many corners as he can. And uh, I, I know that last time we talked to you, uh, you said you were working on a film project that was something uh, that was yours. Uh, you, you, you were you were doing, and I just kind of want to know. And we all also want to be updated. Uh, How is that going? What what are you working on other than Psych? Uh, it's the film that will not die. Uh, every time I think it's time to shelve it, uh, somebody else wants to make it. So, uh, in fact, some stuff went down with it just this week. I'm uh, cautiously optimistic, as one always is, while carrying the boulder up the hill in the world of independent film, but uh, you know what, it's, uh, it'll be worth it if it ever happens, uh, you just gotta believe. Is, is there anything that you can tell us about it, maybe w what it's about or the genre? It's a horror movie. That's awesome. Uh, with a very, very sick sense of humor. That's great, so uh, if you could compare it to any like classic horror comedies or horror movies, what would you say have been your influences for this movie? Uh, funny games. Man, that, is, that is sick. Uh, Man Bites Dog, American Psycho, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, so this is really serious. This will be a complete left turn from your character on Psych and what people know you for, essentially. Yeah, our, our older fans won't be able to bring our younger fans. <laughs> awesome. All right. That was uh, San Diego Comic Con that you got to talk to the individuals from Psych. That um, bastard. <laughs> that bastard. Uh, but WonderCon is probably the next time you guys, you, you know, we're going to have a, I know we're going to have a booth at Comic Con. In Anaheim. But now WonderCon is going to move to Anaheim Woo! for a year. We had a lot of fun in San Francisco. You were there in San Francisco? I didn't go, and I and I, I meant to come this time. I've never gone to WonderCon. It was fun. I'll, I'll definitely go this time. Uh, well, now it's in Anaheim, which is closer to us. But, I, but only this year, right? They're going to go back. Yeah, to it's just for this year. The Moscone Center, where they were, they had it last year, was being renovated. So this year, we're in Anaheim. We're going to be there. Uh, start making your plans. I think it's the first weekend of April. Uh, at least it was last year, and I remember that because we got William Bibiani to run an I thought it was Pro in March, article but maybe it on Crave. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, I, thought, I thought they said March this year. Uh, it could be March, but, but I definitely remember that last year it was April 1st was the first day because we got William Bibiani to write on Crave uh, an April Fool's joke that we ran on site that um, Rob Liefeld was leaving comics to direct the uh, like Bad Rock movie or something. Um, and now he's doing a DC book. Yeah, now he's doing... Someone fell Hawk for that. Dove. That's awesome. Um, yeah, people fall for it. You know, uh, Guys... Uh, DC books. Okay, let's talk about this Justice League reboot. Uh, let's talk about the whole DC reboot. Ian, so, so I started you, saying something earlier. Let yeah. me. Let me, let me I, I, I knew That's where cool. I was, and then we, we went off on a yeah. tangent. Oh, um, I wonder why. Because because I was talking about um, what happened after the crisis, and, and after crisis, you know, you know, there's actually a great article on, on your site talking about uh, DC, Marvel almost buying DC, mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, and really Marvel. great article. Everyone should check it out. Eric, uh, talk, talking about job. the history and. Um, you know, and, and spe- specifically, it leads into why the crisis happened, and it really was bringing a lot of Marvel creators over in the years before that, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Because they got and, John Byrne out of it, they got a bunch yeah, of guys yeah. out of it. But even a couple years before that, when, when they got the Teen Titans, you Marvel know, and that's success, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, post-crisis though, things were a mess because yeah, Teen Titans was such a huge book; they weren't going to mess with that. Um, so they more or less kept Batman. I mean, they, they got rid of a lot of the stories, but you know, and they and they changed Jason Todd, but they still more or less Batman was continuing on. He'd been around for a while, and yet Superman was starting over. Wonder Woman started over. You know, it just nothing. It didn't make any sense. You know, it was a big fucking mess. And I, you know, I remember reading, going like, I just don't even get what's going on. Justice League, at the time, seemed like it was starting over, but then later they said no, it had been around. And yet, you know, it just, as I said, it wasn't, it didn't make a lot of sense. But, um, flashing forward to 2011. Flashing forward to now, you know, with the initial announcement, the way I've heard it, they really did mean to reboot all of it, you know, and, um, this year. Yeah, they were going to get rid of all of it. And certain creators that had a certain amount of pull and with books that are popular Green Lantern, Green Lantern, the Green Lantern and Batman books aren't really going to get touched so much. Right. You know, so you end up in this issue where it doesn't make sense. And yet, for me, at least there's some continuity that makes me want to keep reading it. I mean, I can understand, because, like, seeing what happened on Flashpoint where the Earth had a lot well, of... Well, wait, I'm, I want to talk happening. about Flashpoint I know, in a minute. But, but what I'm saying is, but, is the, I can see how the Green Lanterns went unscathed for a lot of it. Because because uh, a lot of what they do off-planet could have happened independently of whatever Zoom did to the Earth. Well, you know, that, that, that's, that's always an interesting thing. What I like, DC did something recently with Brightest Day where they actually explained in the bigger context of things why earth is such a big deal because i was like well who cares it's just one planet is what you're on planet. And the green lanterns talk but, shit about it in the recent but but actually yeah. we, we come to find out there's a reason why there were never green lanterns from earth it wasn't that we were this backwater planet like you know they pushed they pushed for years in green lantern yeah. in the comics and they sort of implied in the movie and it was actually that earth is actually the center of everything mm-hmm. it really is uh. it's the center of the multiverse you know, and that's why you know, that's that why the, the life entity from Brightest Day came from Earth. Right. So you have a problem with it? It makes fucking sense, you dumbass. It makes sense with everything that's been happening, but it's just like I guess. That's why there's four Green Lanterns. Ex- ex- excuse yeah. me. Earth excuse is me. The center of excuse that's me. Fine. Back the fuck up. I mean, you want to go to another planet and write a fucking comic? We're a human. Book? Go do there, that. There needs to be a reason why you know we're reading comics and everything is Earth centric because obviously this that's what we're going to be interested. So in. So it's good that they draw attention okay. to that because that is a lot. Yeah, that, a lot at, of people at least have problems it. with like yeah. there's this huge expansive universe, but everything happens on Earth. Exactly. Exactly. You're something. A lot of people have. So, so so let me get this straight. So, so did, you so, are. Did, did Gilmore in one, in one sentence saying, "Oh, that sucks." Oh no, that next title. Oh yeah, sense. he totally one reneged. Sentence, right? he, totally, he totally went back on his word the second you gave him any fucking kind of heat. right. 
Just yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not a politician. You I just need hey, to be explained. You push huh. down. It's okay. I just All right? need to be explained. You, ha- I, you have no skin. It, it's great Matt's sitting here cracking up because, you know, it's like, I thought it had already been explained. I had to, like, re-explain it. But Do the, you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I love Chris Tucker quotes <laughs> to, to justify things. But one thing that, uh, this got mass media attention this week, right? And I, for one, I just, I haven't, I never follow really DC. Why are you of, talking? A lot of people who, well, because a lot of people who might be watching this. Want to hear what it, it, Gilma has to say. Might not know. That why did Flashpoint four come out when they were supposedly rebooting the entire thing? Five. Everyone, everyone, five. everyone thought that they were or five. They, they everyone thought everything was being rebooted. What? I, I mean, listen to Ian and what he thinks. So anyway, um, <laughs> so for me, there was a point where I was thinking, like I could have. The thing is, so many number ones, everything's starting over. There's that feeling of like you're walking in and you're sort of lost. It's like it's so much is new at once. It's easy to go fuck it. Right. You know, I mean, it's yeah, it's great to walk into it if you don't know. But even that, you know, I I mean, listen, there's a lot of excitement. They're selling a lot of books. Do you feel like DC gave up on you at one point? Here's the thing. I'm older now. Obviously, we're all older, you know. Um, In Flashpoint 5, I I thought was good. Flashpoint 5 was great. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. I understand the reason why they did this. I get it. They need to generate the sales. Right. I understand. I'm just saying to you that they could easily have lost me, and they still can. But at least, you know, having some continuity is bringing me into it. I thought Flashpoint 5 was a great book. Mm-hmm. Um, I Even thought, if Batman cried. Uh, you had a problem with that? I didn't have the same problem you did with it. Right. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. They really pushed this idea because it's DC has its three universes. It's Vertigo, Wildstorm, and DC proper. And they pushed, or these three have to come together. Sort of interesting. Vertigo I'd like to say separate. Well, yeah. The thing is, they're implying that it's, it's all together now. My understanding is Vertigo is together and separate. Right. You can take the like Hellroy Well, there's the separate that, yeah. Vertigo, which I because the 52 still exist, mm-hmm. but the elements of Vertigo are in DC as well. And I'm fine with that, actually. In, in Reverse Flash because, was a, the best fucking part of this issue by far. Yeah, he fantastic. Awesome. But, but, you know, when they started Vertigo, you know, Swamp Thing and all that, um, Swamp Thing had been part of the DC universe, mm-hmm. so to pretend he isn't anymore doesn't make right. sense. You know, so of course you know, you want it in there, you know. So I, I'm actually I, I'm so, good with that. And and here's so the thing: is Batman and Superman gonna show up in Fables now, or like? No, because that's what I'm. That, that, that's exactly the point. The Vertigo characters that were DC characters before are DC characters again. Not that they ever really right. hadn't been, but they weren't using them that much. But there's still Vertigo books that are Vertigo, you know, that are separate. Right. And you know, there are Vertigo books that are that are a shared Vertigo universe, and there are Vertigo books that are just their own books. Right. Fables like, is its like, own like thing. De- like death yeah. and, and all those, like those characters are DC characters. Yeah. You know? Sandman. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sandman originally started right. being published as DC and right. the Justice League is in the first arc. Right. So, right. I mean, you know, because it's Dr. Destiny. And same thing with John Constantine stuff. Right. So, well, John Constantine was originally in, in so, Swamp Thing. So, what did you think of this Justice League number one? So, well, first of all, to, to finish about Flashpoint, okay. so they do that merger. As far as Batman crying, for me... I get that Batman doesn't show any emotion, but, you know, getting a letter from the father that, you know, in, in the Flashpoint version, Bruce died, not Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne became Batman. Right. And by the way, did you read the, the Batman Flashpoint miniseries? Mm-hmm. Azarello and Rizzo. Fucking great. Uh, Thomas Wayne is Batman. The Joker, turns out, is Martha. Oh, shit. Okay. 
she lost her shit, like got crazy and crazier over that, you know, Bruce yeah. Bruce is the one that got killed. Yeah. Crazy and crazier. And at one point, he makes a comment like how much he misses her smile. Right. Walks out. Oh. And she cuts a fucking smile into her face. That's awesome. Completely loses Who it. Who wrote that? Brian Azzarella. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's Brian fucking Zarella. awesome. That's awesome. And, and, and It sucks and, that it doesn't matter anymore. And, and, no, wait a second. And it's going on at the same time that, so Thomas has already met Barry and knows about it and can go back all that. And the end is him telling her, like, I can, you know, can there's a world that exists man. that he lived and all that. And, you know, he's, he's going to be, you know, be final. And I can bring it back. She's like, you do that. You do that for me. And then she goes, well, what, what's he like? You know, what is he like in that world? And she goes, and he gets really silent and goes, he's, he's just like, you know, he, he, what, what did it become? It's like he followed his footsteps. She goes, oh, he's a doctor? And he goes, no. And she loses it. <laughs> and just starts cackling. That's funny. Yeah, it's like it, it's fucking eerie. So we don't have to so, read that now. So anyway, well, it, it's great. It's great reading. Mm-hmm. But, but, I mean, I, I'm sorry. Normally, we, we talk about no, things but, that but came he, out but, like, but, like but, a but, month but or two thing, ago. Ian, like, 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 and I'm going to talk about the Justice League number one. Like, that sounds like a good book. But does it matter to read it now that Justice League number one is out and we're doing this? No, reboot? I mean like, that, that that's a good that's argument. A sad it's thing. done. It's like, it's like a great well, story that yeah. would have been awesome. To it, read, it is a great story. I mean, why do they even collect these into trade paperbacks in the next couple of months? Because they, Justice I mean, they, they, League number one is the start. It's true. It's and how good of a start was it? Well, wait. So to get to that, oh, anyway, the point is, listen, I am a motherfucker. But the point is that, you know, you had a problem with Batman crying in Flashpoint 5. And I just felt, so Barry gives Bruce a letter from his father. Right. Talking about, you know, what you know, we don't really see what he says. but And, and Bruce gets shaken and he, says, and, and he actually cries when he reads it. And it to me, the new Bruce and, and Flash. it is the new yeah. one, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, Batman's Batman because right. they brought it forward. Um, but to me, Bruce getting a letter from his dead father that turns him into a seven year old again, right? And you understand why he cried. No, yeah, just, I think yeah. that just so I'm okay with that, right? You know, it's the only thing that can make him have that kind of reaction, right. you know. Um, but uh, so then we get the Justice League. You know, and I and I wrote some bl- a little blurb about yeah. it a bit. Um, we we had a, a whole staff of Geekscape writers write their yeah, blurbs yeah. on what they I, thought. I, I had a, a a friend of mine had a great comment. He said, because um, I, I sent it out to a couple of friends of mine because hmm. I knew they were reading. Thank you. It. Uh, I just said, listen, you know, you want to know what I think, and um, he said, so I'm confused. Uh, you say you liked it, and then you just tear it apart. <laughs> Because <laughs> I said, I, I, my reply was, have you met me? Yeah. You know, but uh, I said, look, I said, I liked it. I didn't say I loved it. Right. And if I love something, I might not find too much wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Liking it means I found things wrong with it. Um, you know, the it's more I think about it, the more I've decided that the Green Lantern is an alien racist. Okay. Because, and an idiot. Right. Because I'm trying to understand, once again, how... A guy whose job it is to deal with aliens all the time, and he's out in different sectors and all that, you know, decides that, oh, look, it's an alien. Well, I've heard there's this other alien on the planet. Well, first of all, if you've heard there's this other alien on the planet, shouldn't you have fucking dealt with that already since that's your fucking job? Right, right. But I've heard there's this other alien, so he must have something to do with it. Right. He, How uh, the fuck does that make any sense? Yeah, it, 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 you know what? That's a good point that you just brought up, and I hadn't thought about it before. If Green Lantern's job is to monitor alien presences on Earth, Superman's just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? That's a good point. I mean, and and presumably the idea is that he detects anything alien on Earth. Right. Like, he's instantly on it. Well, where the fuck you been? Right. And You know? By the way, yeah. to say nothing of the fact that, I mean, you can argue well, they weren't around, but what about Avin Sir before him? Right. Because, you know, Clark's been on the planet a while. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, uh, it, 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 I said this in my review. It feels a lot like the Ultimate Universe, and it, and it, well, felt, it, does. it feels and, like and, it was and, slow no, in going. No, and, 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 like, and I want to point out exactly point why. Point at me while you point it out. Yeah, I'm, well, okay. I'm pointing out, but okay. I want to point out exactly why, because they did something in there that is very important to bear in mind. The merger of the Wildstorm universe is not only the merger of bringing those characters in. It's the feel. And if you think about it, the Ultimate Universe, I mean, Mark Miller, it's... Mm-hmm. Wildstorm was that, that kind of... That's, Ultimate right. was arguably a Wildstorm yeah. version of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's that edginess and, you know, people don't even know what superheroes are and, you know, and they're getting shot at and they're beating up cops and, you know, But is that too much like a, like a Marvel book? Um, like Eric Diaz made that comment. Are they becoming well, the X Men? They're well, like, oh, woe is us. That's not what DC was. And that's right. That, that a very big part of what they're doing, and we'll see if we like it or not. But DC's no longer going to be the DC we knew. Where DC was, the, the argument was always that in DC is a place of hope. You know, Marvel was always grittier and more realistic. But DC things worked out. Mm-hmm. You know, in recent years of writing, there have certainly been dark DC books. But overall, you know, Superman stood for, you know, what was good and great. And, you know, I mean, the old paradigm was, again, Batman was still this billionaire. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you you looked up to the heroes in DC. In DC. You know? How are we doing on time, Matt? We got 15, 16. Okay. So what's yours? And, you know, um, and uh, apparently they're going to affect that some. So I'm really curious to see what happens with the jump ahead. Um, Because this one starts five years past. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and and as I've said before, I have, I, I think five years is not enough time. I think the formation of the Justice League, the implication that the other heroes haven't been around that long, mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, they know of Superman. How long has he been around? Right. You know, I'm not, I know the Action Comics one is in the past, but I don't know how far in the past that is yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if they Completely. deal with any Smallville stuff, then it's like Green Lantern and Abbott right. have been slacking. Absolutely. Right. But, you know, I mean, arguably, well, how long has Green Lantern been around? You know, I, I mean, know. because I know. Green Lantern, kind of yeah, but, you know, even if five years ago, Hal Jordan could be Green Lantern for a while now. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's been on Earth a bit. He does stuff. He's in Coast City. He's mostly out in space. He could have been Green Lantern for years already. We don't know. You know? And an argument that was made to me when I said five years is enough time. And how is Damien around? You know, right. and it's like five years. And someone said, he could have been Batman already for five years, ten years. Yeah, and, and, and again, if the you don't re- have a sense that that's a new Batman. And, and the thing is, if, if, the, if the, the start point for the revision is the life of Barry Allen, which Flashpoint makes you think, then the Justice Society existed. Well, the Justice Society did not exist. But but you see what I'm saying? So yeah. Zoom erased the Justice Society? Well, He went back before Barry Allen was born? We're going to get a Justice Society book again. It's going to be Earth 2. You know what I mean? Yes. So everything that happened in the Green Lantern books with the original Guardians, right, that happened. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, you Absolutely. see what I mean? Like, like there, yeah, there, I there's a point to which the effects of Flashpoint stop. Well, 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 well here's the thing. Like part, the Krona stuff all happened. Part of the thing about Flashpoint, though, is sucking up the speed force affected time. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to Max Mercury in the 1800s. Okay? You see what that, I call that, the that supercomputer? Go, that, that goes back further. So there are other things that can be affected. See what I call, See this? See this supercomputer? I don't even know what to do with this guy. So, um, Holy shit. Anyway, the point is... My, my nose bleeding? Like I just felt a pop. He's fucking talking is, like yeah. this. This is brutal. Anyway, the point is that, um, you know, for whatever reason, they want Superman to be the first superhero because mm-hmm. Superman was the first superhero. Right. I mean, you know, 1938, you know. So they want to give that sense back. 
so they're going to stick Just Society back on Earth 2 and it's going to be very, you know, bringing back the whole notion of an incorporated kind of the modern Justice Society. You know, you'll have Power Girl there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, I, I really enjoyed the incorporation of those characters. I enjoyed Power Girl interacting. But, you know, it, it is messy. You know, um, anyway, it, it, one of my big problems is how does the Teen Titans work? Right. You know, how long? I mean, fine, you know, you can say, well, the Teen Titans, every version of the Teen Titans in the last five years, that's what I'm saying. You know, it, all they had to do is, is make it ten years, but they really want to push that you know Superman's only in his twenties. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and bringing me to like that last page, I felt you know, Superman you know, floating there, going, "Hey, what are your powers?" Made me feel like he was sixteen. Right. You know, I'm fun, you know, on the Legion of Superheroes when they're teenagers, and every time I meet someone, I go, "Hey, what are your powers?" That's a goofy thing. I I don't buy you Superman know, doing it. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. It's too. First of all. He's in an antagonistic moment here. Yeah, he's if just punched Green Lantern into a right, wall. If right. You're, if you're friendly, you might say that. To a guy you think you might be about to fight, you wouldn't go, hey, what are your powers? Right. You know, what can you do? <laughs> you know? And, and as I think I commented to you right. before, I was like, and even if Batman had powers, he wouldn't be telling anybody. Right. He'd be like, bitch, you'll find out when He'd I kick like, your I don't ass. know. <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't see. Right. Oh, kryptonite ring. So that's just like... Come on, you know, and then and bringing it forward the idea, of, and every time someone meets them, we're gonna have to hear everyone that go like, "Hey, we powered that man." <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the superhero version of what's your major? Yeah, or, or an AA like, what, meeting. What the <laughs> fuck? So, so that really annoyed me. Um, you know, speaking of what I liked, you know, I I really liked uh, I like that it's Dark Side is the bad guy. Really? Because only because listen, we we've gotten a lot of Dark Side lately, but at least there's a level of villain that I get. You right. know, all right. Needs bring the it formation in. of a justice. Yes, right? yes. Not Starro? I mean, I think that Starro's been done to death as, as the formation, you know. And, and as someone that was reading uh, Rebels recently, I had so much Starro stuff recently. Enough of the Starro. You, know? yeah. you don't want my Starro mask from, from San Diego? That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, um, it, it, what do you expect? So, from I, anyway, I'm books? saying, the, the, yeah. the Parademon, the Reptilian, and it was very sci fi with all the things changing on it. I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. You know what about uh, the, what about this week's books? Um, well, we'll see. You know, I, I hear action is great. You know, um, you know Morrison's gonna so go this, back to basics. This reboot to get people to buy more DC books is it working? It's working in the short yeah. term. Yeah. You know, but you know, big deal. You sell some books for a couple of months. What happens after a couple of months? Right. People you know? get behind. Yeah. Same problem. <laughs> you know, listen. There's a big problem, and, 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 there, and like there was that, that great article analyzing. You know, um, the uh, I th- did I send that to you? Or did no. you send that to me? I'm not sure. I thought I emailed you. Um, there was an article that someone sent me discussing a minimum wage re- relative to comic book prices, uh-huh. and you know uh, what someone could buy. You know, r- you know, in terms of percentage. Oh, of send that seller. to me. I've never, I haven't seen that. Oh, I emailed you. It's really great. I gotta see that. Yeah, I, I, I thought I sent it to you, no. but I'll make sure and I'll find it for you. No. Um, it's this great article, and basically, it's you know, ultimately, one of the things they point out is that what's happened in the industry is they've done everything they can to make sure they're still making a certain amount of money. So basically, as there's less and less people reading, they've just raised the prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've said for a long time, priced at where they're at, you know, they want the young readers. Besides the, all the conversations about you know all the things that you know. Greg, you know, teenagers' attention, all that. I mean, who could fucking afford to buy that many books as a teenager? Right. 
No, absolutely not. I mean, I, I, if you're going to save your money, you're going to buy yeah, a sixty dollars yeah. video game. Right, you're not going to buy sixty dollars right. for a week of comics. We, we know I read and buy a lot. You know, right. I mean, look, you know what? I make a pretty good living. I'm single. I spend an obscene amount of money on comics a week, and right. that's I'm, I get a discount at the store I go to right. all that. But it's a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even come close to imagining as a kid. And are, are you reading comics, Gilmore? You know, I haven't read an off-the-shelf comic that my girlfriend hasn't bought in like a year. What, exactly. Right. When I was a kid. When I was a, you Michael, know, you read? Just Chew. It's well, the only book that I'm putting my Chew's great. The answer to the great. Yeah, yeah. Answer well, the questions. Well, no. When I was in my early teens, um, yeah. comics were between 60 and 75 cents, you know, cover price. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I understand. Uh, Send me that article. I, I, I got a $10 allowance. And then I worked to be able to buy more. Right. I worked in the store. I would shovel snow. Gotta see how it I ends. Newspaper route. I mean, but I had a amount. But and even so, you know, because I, I bought a lot of comics, you know. But you think about it. So I bought whatever 15, 20 comics a right. week, right? Um, now 15, 20 comics a week is is where like we buy like forty bucks, fifty bucks more with with our discount with our discount. Yeah, even discount. So I'm you're really talking about sixty, yeah. seventy. Yeah. 80. Maybe what? even close to 100. Um, listen, Ian. You could sponsor a family in Rwanda for a month for what he's spending <laughs> a on. Family, a family, a village. Yeah. Um, you, you could overthrow a government in Rwanda for what he spends. <laughs> so, uh, you know, let, so, so it, it's a problem. You know, the digital stuff that DC's doing, we didn't talk about that as much. It's interesting. Um, it's not how I want to read comics. Right. But uh, I think ultimately what's going to happen is it's, the day and date isn't the big deal. The big deal is going to be the price point right. because the justification they've used for how expensive it is, oh, the paper cost. That's bullshit in digital. Right. There's absolutely no so – at the moment, sense. at the moment, the only thing keeping it – keeping those prices that high is the fact that you don't want them to cut the, the printed market. And what's going to happen is they're going to lower the digital price within a month or two. You know, you'll we be able to get the back issues cheaper. They will. Um, Ian, we got to talk about Batman Year One because we did interviews with him. Uh, you know the animated Batman Year One that's going to come out. Wait. Yeah, the story doesn't matter anymore. Um, that does. That's not true. I know. I know. You know where I'm. I'm hurt right but, now. But but Batman Year One counts. How? Batman counts. Okay, so Batman wasn't untouched completely. Batman's Batman. Okay. All right. No, you're right. I mean, if Batman got untouched, is there anything in Batman right. Year One that's affected by the rest of the DC universe? No. Not even those Italians running around. Nothing. No, you're right. So Batman Era 1 counts. Okay, yeah. this counts. Okay, that's even better because we're going to run an interview that Brian Walton did with uh, the team behind the animated Batman Era 1. It's actually shot by our, our good friend Axel Braun, direct, director of the XXX Batman, XXX Spider-Man, XXX X-Men, everything. Everything that's worth watching. If there's a, if there's a worthwhile geek porn like parody, Axel did it. And he also shot this interview with Wal- uh, Walton talking to the creators behind the Batman Year 1. Uh, this is Katie Sackhoff. If we have to cut the interview short, it's because she died. Uh, <laughs> how, how you doing? Seriously. It's like some bad fucking mojo. What are you talking? We need wood. We need some wood. We've got to knock on wood somewhere. Apparently she built up a tolerance. She's allergic to nerds. <laughs> Uh, after all these years. Every time I come to Comic-Con, something happens to me. I usually end up having to leave a day early because, like, you know, there's a family emergency or, like, in this case, I get stung by a bee and die. I don't know. This is... Last person to have been seen with Katie Sackhoff was me. That's that's a, that's a scary thought. All right. I'm going to touch you now so they think I'm allergic to you. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first lady allergic to me. Uh, wow. Okay, so uh, you're here talking about Batman Year One. Uh, who are you playing in the movie? I play Detective Sarah Essen. 
awesome. And, and so, Sarah Essen, I know the character uh, is a bit of a, I don't you're know, floozy. For, you're working, looking for a homewrecker. Homewrecker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she likes to yeah. bust them up? She does, yeah. 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 Okay, so, so not too far from Starbucks breaking up relationships. I hey! Uh, I like to play close to home, you know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> The last interview. He was like, did you, did you study? I was like, yes, I slept with all the married men I could find. Wow, yeah. You know what's funny, though, is you come to Combine, not going to have that problem. A lot of single dudes. Prerequisite. It was like that movie with, Andrew, with um, Adam Sandler where he had the ring on and all the girls like flocked to him. Oh, I just, oh, if, you yeah. had, if a man had a ring on, like, I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm sorry. He's married. <laughs> over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so you worked with, who was the voice director that you worked with, and, and what did you do to kind of get into the process? Do you, do you like the solidarity of a uh, solidarity? Solid. I'm trying to yeah. say by yourself. Yeah. I'm no, going to just say that. Just say by yourself. It's yeah. totally cool. <laughs> you do a lot of fun stuff by yourself. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I love working in the booth. I think it's a fun thing to do. I think that direction is so, so simplistic can be such a huge thing. Um, I think that's what I love about about doing voice work is that it you really get to you say something and then they'll play it back to you and you'll be like that did not sound the way oh that was bad that was ooh I don't I don't like that can we yeah and you realize that your voice has so much power and and the inflections you use and your tones and and um, and it's yeah I mean it's just I love it I love it and they were so kind to me so. You know. So you're kind of you, you got, you've gotten a reputation with Bionic uh, Woman and um, with uh, Battlestar Galactica as playing hard ass uh, female characters. But we're gonna get into a little something. I was flipping through the channels and I happened to stop on the Lifetime channel. I have done bit. I have done two Lifetime movies only because I wanted to be in Lifetime movie marathons on Christmas. That's how I saw it. I, really? You play this uh, the, like a girl who's like a bit of a geek. Yeah. Who goes through a time thing? Yeah. What was that about? Like, like was that before? It was like my like like Back to the Future oh, kind it, of it was slash just, Back to the Future Freaky Friday. I have a hard weird. time watching Starbucks now. Honey. You ruined Battlestar Galactica <laughs> by playing an innocent little sweet girl who just wants to be happy. <laughs> I know, she's like, I just want to be loved. I just want to be. But at her core, wasn't that Starbucks too? You know what's funny is everybody's going to deny ever seeing that movie, but every geek at Comic-Con has probably seen that movie two or three times. You know they did. You know yeah. they did, and they love that shit. They watched it with their girlfriends, and their girlfriends were like, Honey, thank you so much for watching Lifetime. And the guys are like, Yeah, no, it's totally fine. That's Starbucks. She relates to me. <laughs> she was, no, she's geeky. No, she relates to me. Now she's pretty. Uh, <laughs> now, now she's a senator. Do you see how that happens? <laughs> Geeks can grow up. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, let's. Um, you're not My dead yet. Red, they but are I'm, red. I can. I. I kind of. It was a very weird thing. So. So at the end of this interview, I did not kill Katie Sackoff. No, I don't know what it was. So. Um, I don't know. I, I hope you. I hope everything works out. And congratulations on the movie. It's gonna be. Thank fun. you. I'm excited. I mean, this, I'm, is, this is kind of the big one. This is, yeah. People were really anticipating this. So. I, it's. It's kind of cool to see how it all started. Yeah. Actually, it's a really interesting. Uh, really interesting story and it, it kind of um you see things from from I'm not gonna remember which Batman but the Batman with uh, um, um, Jack Nicholson actually oh, yeah. yeah when he um, um never laugh at the devil in the pale moonlight or whatever it was when he throws the rose you see a little like kind of homage to that it's kind of interesting actually that was totally wrong how I said that Jack Nicholson line but it's something about the devil in the pale moonlight I remember that our geeks are going that's not how you say it exactly. 
they're going to tweet the shit out of me right exactly. after this. She didn't get it right. I haven't seen the movie for like 15 years. Give me a break. At least I pulled it out of my, you know, you know, you yeah. know what. Well, thanks so much. Thank you have you a good one. Much. Enjoy the rest of your con. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Geekscapist. I'm here with Ben McKenzie. Uh, we're talking about uh, him playing Bruce Wayne. Actually, we were talking about My Love of the OC, uh, which deep, is awkward. Deep, deep, deep. Yes. Not skin deep, but deep. Yes. Um, so you're playing young Bruce Wayne, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. I, so how did this role come to you? Uh, they asked me if I wanted to do it. I said, hell yeah, I wanted to do it. Um, that's pretty much how it happened. Uh, I've been a big fan of uh, uh, Year One for a long time. I'm not the most knowledgeable fan of, of comic books and graphic novels, but definitely Frank Miller and Year One was yeah. a big, big Such thing for me. It's a seminal work. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a lot of people's gateway drug into comics. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it, it had a mild effect. I became a mild addict, <laughs> not like a, an occasional recreational user. How about that? Um, and... Uh, you know, when they when they came to me and, and and wanted me to do it, I was really excited and nervous because it's a it's a legendary character who's been played by an enormous number of very talented actors. And um, I would imagine the reason that I was cast is that you know I am a younger guy, and this is a younger Bruce Wayne. This is a mid twenties Bruce Wayne who is just coming into his own and just sort of understanding. Um, what he's trying to do with Batman and this alter ego that he's created. So he's a little unsure of himself. He's a little uh, naive and ignorant and, um, and imagines himself perhaps to be tougher than he is. And um, uh, naive, naivete and ignorance are two qualities that I possess in abundance. So it was, uh, you know, it was an, easy, uh, an easy fit. Um, I do remember reading uh, the cast list and just seeing your name, and I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Because you do have played so many characters that just have a real intensity, that uh, a misplaced aggression almost. Uh, so, so it really did make sense. Yeah, good, good, good. I'm glad, I'm glad. Because I'm sure some people were like, huh? Oh, no. But uh, no, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm happy you said that. No, no, totally. Uh, I mean, the stuff you've been doing on Southland is just awesome, and we were so glad to see that go to TNT. And, and it was just like, oh, great, good television gets to stick around. I get to see Ben McKenzie do more work. Awesome, thanks. Um, so uh, in addition to, to, so you're doing Batman, and, and you did all those years on the OC where, where the geek culture, like, that's a show that kind of, like, out of left field became a geek show. Yeah. Because, because it was like you got introduced to comics through Seth Cohen right. and, and, and stuff. Uh, do you find it, people relating to you in that way? Like, like did, did, I mean, you come to Comic-Con, do, right. do, do people just come up and go, hey, hey yeah, thanks, yeah. I, I related to you. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, um, the, yeah, they created a whole series of comics, I mm -hmm. think, based on the show. Um, obviously, Seth Cohen was the character who was, you know, m was the fanboy of the, the, um, of the show, and so he, his, he worked in a comic book shop, he created these comics, all this stuff. That was the way that it was originally set up, but I honestly think that for there's a certain segment of the population, the fanboy population, that maybe guiltily watched the OC, <laughs> maybe through a girlfriend or yeah, a friend, or that. yeah. But Richard you know, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. Like there are advantages to watching the show. Is all I'm saying. So I think there's more out there than you know. I don't know if they're specifically fans of mine. I will certainly claim them, and you know, would appreciate them. But um, you know. Yeah, they're fans of the show. So, uh, one other thing, uh, you, you've done, you've worked with a lot of big people, uh, and, and I just gotta know, any good Al Pacino stories? 
Well, yeah. Uh, so uh, we did this movie together, um, and I was this one of the scenes between Al and I. I I, I drive in on a motorcycle, and um, they had taught me how to ride a motorcycle, but but it, they taught me on a dirt bike, and I showed up uh, riding a like a three hundred cc like monster. I'm assuming there's a difference, but I wouldn't yeah. know. It was bad. It was bad. It, well, it was to the point where I really couldn't do it very well. I was supposed to pull in and, and pull up to him and we were going to talk. And um, uh, it was terrible. And I was freaked out. They set up the lighting and then I went out to practice on this bike and I couldn't do it. And I was afraid that I was going to kill Val Pacino. <laughs> that I was going to come back in and hit the throttle when I should have hit the brake or whatever and run over the most beloved actor of any generation of the entire century. And forever forevermore be known as that kid off that TV show that killed the greatest actor ever. Um, so I came back up to shoot the scene, and Al had very smartly put his body double in uh, for that shot. So, so I only killed a body double. Awesome. Totally replaceable, quite inexpensive. We were in Canada, so like barely oh, a Canadian, a that's, Canadian that's, body that's, double, not even yeah. an American one. It was completely fine. The exchange rate on, uh, on, on that is I think awesome. it's like 1.25 to the dollar or something. I don't know. I do have to say, uh, thank you so much for your time. But I got to say, for the Lady Geeks game, it's like, he has the brightest blue eyes. It's kind of weird. Oh, thank you very much. Get in on those, Axel. <laughs> Axel Braun, guest uh, cameraman. Uh, but thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Uh, so Batman Year One, I guess, comes out pretty soon. Uh, it's the same. I think it comes out the same date as uh, as Arkham City, the video Ooh. game, cool. in October. So I'm fucking stoked for that. Arkham City looks incredible. Um, I'm starting to. No, you're not pitching about that. Not counting. <sighs> Arkham City is not going to count because I will spend hundreds of hours playing. Did you read the comic? Uh, yes. It was good. And the comic was pretty good. Uh, did, did you play through the Arkham Asylum game? I didn't finish it. Shit. I love this. So, you, so in the comics, when you see Joker falling apart, it kind of spoils the ending of Arkham figured, Asylum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the last Joker fight in Arkham Asylum is awesome. I have to he's in, well, he's injected himself with the fucking formula, oh. the Bane formula. So now the he's venom. going the Venom. He's going crazy. Um, Arkham City, I can't wait for. Um, you know, playing as Catwoman, I thought it was going to be a joke until I saw the, the way you play as Catwoman and how fast it is. That sounds awesome. It just looks amazing. You're talking comics, but were you a Secret Six reader? No. See, I have to say this, you know. Because I know Bane was awesome in that Yeah, book. Bane was awesome in it. And some of the DC comics, that were some ended really well. Mm -hmm. Secret Six ended well and set up Bane going forward. And, you know, and it was, it was great. It was absolutely great. You know, some ended lackluster. The Wonder Woman, I thought, was really kind of laughable and funny. They pretty much acknowledged that, wow, we've been doing all this, you know, otherworldly thing with Wonder Woman, you know, for this last year, her odyssey, and, you know, it's sort of other dimensional reality thing. And basically acknowledging what's about to happen, she said, well, having just gone through this, because right at the end, she's finally the real Wonder Woman again. Mm -hmm. She goes, I find myself really sensitive to this, and I sense that this is coming again. There's going to be another change, but no matter what, I'll always be Wonder Woman. It's like, it's like, wow. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, oh, hokey. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Totally what else hokey. were they going to do? Yeah. You know, it was like, shit, you know, like. It's like, well, yeah. here's to that. Okay, just finish this. Now we're going to the next one. And they're talking about the TV series. Ugh. Oh, I'm fucking with you. Speaking of which, actually, this week, uh, the TV series went, the pilot for the TV series of Wonder Woman went viral. Oh, did I it? Know. it did. Have you seen it? Um, I haven't, but uh, someone gave me a copy. It's fucking awful. I, I hear it's oh really awful. Oh, my We're gonna God. Have to, let's do a movie night or something, because literally there's yeah. a scene where he's she's interrogating a guy in a hospital bed. Oh, I've heard, I've heard about this. And instead of having the lasso of truth... She puts the lasso down and beats the shit out of him. I heard that. There's like an exterior really shot of the hospital where he's going, ah! And he's screaming. She tortures him. She kill him, Gilmore? 
I don't know. I actually didn't well, get that well, far. What I, what I heard... The whole thing is like a she's mad interrogating TV... A, yeah, she's interrogating... It wait, feels wait, like wait. a mad TV uh, sketch of Wonder uh, Woman. I heard that... Before that, the punchline. First, line. she interrogates this guy, and she pretty much kills him. All she had to do wait, was put the last one on. Then, then the cop is like, well, I'm not, I'm not letting you go after the... You know, I'm not going to let you go do this. You know, it's yeah. like... Like it's, yeah, I heard it makes no. That's bad, but you know what? I'm excited about Dead Man. If Dead Man gets made, because yeah. I think in a quantum leap style, I think that's a perfect Dead idea Man's for a shot. Cool. Uh, yeah. And you guys love the supernatural, so yeah. it sounds like it's Fine. in good hands. Yeah. Hopefully, that's something that happens. Right, it's Eric. It's Eric Kripke. Is right? it Kripke? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so, exciting. Then yeah. them doing Dead Man sounds like a fucking great yeah. idea. Oh, Kripke doing Dead Man. Totally. Would be fucking awesome. Totally. Um, Ian, there's never enough time with. For you on Geekscape, uh, we gotta have you back as soon as we, maybe in a month once we've once had we've seen all, the number all ones. 52 number ones, we can have Ian down, sure. and, and literally the episode will be like, "Hi, welcome to Geekscape." <laughs> It'll just be you, just fucking Space tearing, yeah, I know. tearing uh, through are, 52. Uh, are you gonna read? Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I'm gonna read. Uh, I'm definitely gonna read the Batman's, the Green Lanterns, because I'm doing that now. But, uh, but I, I mean, it, uh, you know, it's a great. It's gonna, you know what? They got my money as far as jumping on like the action comics and like the Superman stuff. I think I think so, I said to you, I was thinking into the it. one book I thought I was gonna pick up was Static Shock because it's never done anything for me. Right. But now because we're talking about, I might pick it up just. To, you gotta buy all fifty two. Yeah. You have to buy all fifty two. I, I know. I have to buy roughly thirty something. Yeah. Well, you realize that we're all talking about the fifty two, and then next month we're gonna get a Huntress miniseries. And there's going to be more. Oh, great. There goes my wallet. A well, Rwandan that, village. Because, yeah. but think about <laughs> it. A Rwandan village. Think, think about it, though. They put out more than 13 DC I know. books a week. I know. Yeah. Um, so, guys, uh, we're still hanging out on the Geekscape website. you got to go to geekscape.net and check out all the writing, the podcasts, the forums, everything we got going on there. I think we ran Ray off of the forums because we made fun of him one episode. I haven't seen that kid since. But we were talking about arcade memories. Yeah, we were talking about arcade memories, like our memories from arcade. That was a great discussion we've had on the forums. Satori, I guess, had a stroke and a spinal tap. So Satori, get well soon. Stop playing Deus Ex. Oh, I think not in an it. arcade. That wasn't his. Not arcade in an arcade. Memory. No, no, no. That was happened something that happened like last week. So Satori, sorry to hear hear that. Uh, get better. Good thing you got free health insurance in in, in Canada. Uh, you know, um, it's a bunch of moose blood. <laughs> <laughs> Drink this maple syrup. You'll get better. <laughs> Uh, all that kind of stuff is happening on the Geekscape website. Um, we're having a ton of fun on the site. Uh, and you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search for Geekscape and you can find all that. Uh, and now Ian's starting to write a couple little blurbs for the site and a couple uh, things like that. We're I think that's great. We got you writing. We got, yeah, we got you writing. Holy he shit. He can write? Yeah, that's what I was surprised about. Corey writing? Corey Roberts is writing reviews? <laughs> It's back. <laughs> it's like it, it, it's like December two thousand six all over again, and I'm making Geekscape by myself, and Ian and Gilmore. It's like two thousand. All right, we're going five years ago, just like just like Justice League. Yeah, here, let me pick a booger out of your nose like the first episode, <laughs> oh, like, like Justice League number one. Uh, fantastic. We're gonna see you guys next week um, with our buddy Chris Fafalios from Punchline. They're in town recording parts of the new album, and you guys remember him if you watch Geek Room. All right, we'll see you guys next week. With a review of quarantine, I guess. Hold on, I'm just going to pause it. What? Contagion? Contagion. Oh, yeah, it's like...